0: Coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast.
1: Anyway, we're floating around the Mediterranean and I said, you know, I've always wanted to open a restaurant and Rob said, me too. So we discovered this spontaneously about one another Mm -hmm. and um, Rob said, well, let's do it. And I said, well, it's not really that easy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not easy.
1: We have this one woman, and she's like, I'm just going to come back every time until I have a full set of
0: silverware. Oh, no. Oh,
2: no. Is it disappearing, really?
3: On the way out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone listening to this, do not steal the silverware.
3: (laughs) And she made those, and it was mind-blowing, because not only was it her take on those, but it was everything that I had hoped it would be times 10.
1: Wow. Wow. It is a very popular dish, and in fact, there was a pretty well-known celebrity chef that was in, and he ordered that. And so he called me over to the table and he said to me, do you know what the measure of a true chef is? And I said, enlighten me, please. And he said, the way they cook vegetables.
2: to you from St. Petersburg, Florida. You're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown.
0: Hi, I'm Kevin Godby.
2: And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today.
0: Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete.
2: And be sure to check out our website. SaintPetersburgFoodies.com. there you'll find great information including restaurant reviews the largest st pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated and information on the newest restaurants in town we are locals that live in downtown st pete and we've been eating our way through this town for years so you don't have to but you should
0: We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work.
2: On today's show, our featured guests are Rob Bowen and Jason Teabout.
0: Rob and Jason are the owners of the new Social Roost Kitchen and Bar in downtown St. Pete.
2: At the top of the show, we'll talk about the lobster bounty in Australia, the TV show Hell's Kitchen, and why Kevin says to not call him chef. We We have have a great great show, show, so stick stick around. around. As a St. Pete Foodies listener, you should also check out the Zest podcast from WUSF Public Media.
0: You know, the Tampa NPR folks.
2: Every Thursday, host Dahlia Cologne shares everything from food history to the best restaurants you haven't tried.
0: There's recipes you'll want to try and a different slice of our state's foodie scene.
1: The Key Lime actually is native to Southeast Asia. The English sailors were called Limeys when they found out that they put it in their barrels of water to get rid of that brackish well watered taste they uh, didn't get scurvy anymore so they wanted them in all their ports in the tropics so they took the seeds and planted them so that's how we ended up with key limes down here
2: we invite you to listen to the zest on your favorite podcast app or at the zestpodcast.com tell, tell them, them
0: saint pete foodie sent, sent you
2: saint pete is all about local and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary Roland Oats Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Burt Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oats has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable prices possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' has a cafe open daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today.
0: Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North MacDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollin'oats.com.
2: That's R-O-L-L-I-N Oats.com. And Rollin' Oats offers online ordering with curbside
0: pickup we finally get to have a conversational segment
1: yay. yay
0: so and i want to throw one more thing in. i know we said we're talking about three things but i got this one's a quick one too just while i'm thinking about it because it's something new i learned uh this past week mexican oregano i'm looking at a recipe uh, diane madison our friend posted it for guajillo salsa And that's one of the ingredients. I'm thinking, "Ah, I don't want to go to the store just for one thing. I'm just going to use regular Italian oregano. But I was smart enough to Google at first. They're not even from the same plant family. Wow. Yeah.
2: Good thing you didn't.
0: Right. It's totally different.
2: You would have made Italian salsa. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Mexican oregano, if you see that in a recipe, that's the one you have to use. Find the specialty store, go get it, or order it on Amazon like most people. I like to go to the store and talk to Mexican people. So... (laughs) First, I want to talk about Hell's Kitchen. We are currently watching season 18, and that was filmed overlapping 2018 and 2019. Mm-hmm. And a while back, I don't know, it might have been over a year ago, you were asking if I wanted to watch it, and the earlier episodes, I couldn't watch. It was just too you crazy. You mean the earlier seasons? Earlier seasons. I'm sorry. Right. That is what I meant. Right. It, it was just too intense.
2: Well, it's too dramatic. To dr- focused yeah. too much on the drama between the- Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, and we still intestines. have we still have that, but there's a lot of good cooking stuff. And I'm enjoying it now. And I, I love it when Gordon Ramsay throws the food in the entire pan in the garbage or at the wall or something. Like he doesn't <laughs> just like take the pan and dump the food out if it's wrong. He throws the entire pan. Right. They probably get their pans for free from a sponsor or something. Or I don't know, maybe somebody digs it out of the garbage later. And so but this current season eighteen Sometimes I'm wondering like how do these people actually cause they came they come from restaurants mm-hmm. and they should call it the how many times can you undercook a steak season? Right. I mean I mean that's one of the most basic, easy things. And it's also funny when Gordon says something like I could put hooves and horns back on it and throw it back in the pasture. <sighs> that's a terrible accent I just did. It was. And, <laughs> and how many times can they undercook fish and not sear scallops? Right. Crazy. But it I do is. enjoy the show, even though I sound like I'm complaining. I think the problem is That a lot of the people that actually work in restaurants are the bosses, and everyone's trying to be the boss at the same time. Right. And they're not working good as a team.
2: No, that is mostly the problem, all type A personalities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this one started out as rookies versus veterans, and then it changed to guys against the girls. Right. Which is better for the girls because the guys are more dramatic than they are.
2: It's very true in this season, for sure.
0: But it's also interesting seeing how a kitchen staff has to work together having not just perfect cooking skills, but also perfect timing and efficient fast preparation. Right. Which leads me to my next topic. Okay. I don't think anybody should be calling me chef. And I'm not going to mention any names, but on the one hand, I have been, I definitely kicked up my cooking and plating game and I post it online. I get a lot of uh, great comments. And uh, there's one person that said, oh, great job, chef. Mm -hmm. And even somebody who is a chef an owner of a restaurant. I sent him something that I had made recently and he said, oh, you're becoming a a chef. And the reason I say that you should not call me that is because I'll I'll settle for decent home cook that knows some basic plating techniques. Right. A chef does way more than, I mean, you're cooking in a restaurant and you have all these tickets flying at you. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to juggle all that stuff and go fast. I mean, You look at a recipe and if it says prep time 30 minutes, it's going to be 60 for me.
2: Right. And I know this for a fact. Yeah, we know this. We know (laughs) this.
0: But I'm also looking at Facebook at the same time. I'm taking photos and, you know, that's part of it as well.
2: Well, I want you to keep in mind too, though, that chefs aren't just in restaurants. You have personal chefs that are only cooking for one or two people or what have you. So. It's not always tickets flying at them and stuff right. like that when they're an actual chef.
0: But also, I mean, knowing all the parts of the animal, knowing how to break down an animal. Right. Like we had David Benstock on a few weeks ago, and he was broke down an entire pig. Right. I mean, I have no clue how to do that. I'm, I am trying to learn the, the, the different cuts. But if you cuts. recall, we
2: actually had someone, I forget who it was, that was on. I think it was Tyson Grant, Chef Tyson Grant from Park Tour Grill, and he was on saying that most of the students that graduate from culinary school don't know how to do that. Right. They don't know how to break down the animals. Yeah. He learned it hands on. He didn't go to culinary school.
0: Well, when I know how to do that, maybe you can call me a chef. Okay. And we have a story from the Wall Street Journal. This was out January twelfth about lobsters in Australia. And here's the the headline and the subhead Australia is a wash in lobster shellfish surplus has people coming up with creative ways to cook what was once a rare treat. Quote, I'm getting a bit sick of eating lobster. (laughs) That's funny. Over the holidays, I'm just reading the first paragraph, two paragraphs. Over the holidays, Australian chef Sam Young prepared a platter of lobster rolls for his family gathering. The next day, he grilled another lobster to eat with his girlfriend's hollandaise sauce. It's never been a cheaper time to eat lobsters in Australia, said Mr. Young, 31 years old. Who recently worked at an upscale pop-up restaurant that cooked as many as 40 lobsters a day? I tell every table to order lobsters. What happened is China blocked imports of Australian lobsters late last year amid a trade dispute, and 95% of Australia's lobsters go to China.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, huh. so mu-
0: so much so now, so now because of this blockade, the lobsters are selling at half price. Wow! And there's. You know, a huge surplus. There's going
2: to be a lot of gout going on over there.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, ironically, people living on the west coast of Australia could rarely get fresh, live Australian lobsters. Huh. But now they can. Wow. A seafood store, Catalano Seafood in Western Australia, would normally sell 500 pounds of lobster for the just past holiday season. This past holiday season, they sold 13,000 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And here's a quote from, from these guys. It's not just more people buying, but people are buying more. One person coming in for his family and buying 30 lobsters wasn't unusual. Numbers like 10, 15, 20 were very, very common, said David Catalano, operations manager at the company. I've been in the family business for 30 years and have just never seen anything like it.
2: We'll have to ask our friend uh, Meg Sitterson about this. She moved over to Melbourne, Australia
0: two years ago now, I think it is, two or three years ago. I think so. Okay, so here's a little clip I made for you. Lobster, gumbo, pan-fried, deep-fried, stir-fried. There's pineapple. Lobster, uh, lemon. Lobster, coconut. Lobster. <laughs> lobster <laughs> soup. Lobster stew. Lobster salad. Lobster and potatoes. Lobster burger. Lobster sandwich. That's that's about it.
2: You'll have to call it the Bubba Gump Lobster Company.
0: You forgot lobster mac and cheese. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway you're
2: so funny honey
0: and like you said i have one word gout gout yeah we'll be right back with rob bowen and jason tebout from social roost kitchen and bar hey Lori, have you ever been to noble crust i have what do you like there pork belly pimento cheese and fried green tomatoes are my favorite oh yeah i love that one too they actually call it the f-g-b-l-t it's fried green tomatoes pork belly glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese Mm -hmm. and it's the first item on the menu so you can't miss it and I think they should actually call it the OMG
2: yeah you've said that before the chicken marsala is really good too it has chicken and chicken sausage crimini mushrooms and four cheese grits it's so
0: delicious I love that they mix classics from the American deep south and Italy noble crust is famous for their fried chicken I love it yeah and the eggplant Parmesan is out of this world when we do a best a clamp parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, best casual dining, best pizza, best bloody Marys, best meatballs, and believe it or not, best salads.
2: Ooh, can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs. It's oh, so good.
0: Man, you're not kidding. You know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 10.30, which I love. And the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. Please welcome the owners of the latest restaurant to open in downtown St. Pete, already receiving rave reviews. It's called Social Roost Kitchen and Bar welcome Rob Bowen and Jason Tebout.
3: Thank you. Thank Good you. Morning, Good morning. Guys.
2: Is that how you say your last name, Jason?
3: Yes. Tebout, Yes.
0: Got cool. it. She's always checking me on that stuff. I am always half, checking him. Half the time I get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Social Roost uh, opened quietly. I think it was in between Christmas and New Year's. Yes.
3: We opened what? December 27th.
0: Yep. There you go. And it's on First Avenue North on the ground floor of the one building. Uh, specifically one hundred and fifty First Ave North in downtown St. Pete.
2: Across the street from Copper Shaker.
0: Yes, that is correct. Of course. And you guys are specializing in many different delicious worldwide ways of making chicken from Mm -hmm. Peru to North Africa to Southern USA, Asia, and more. And we're going to get into some of those details later. And I have to admit, when we first heard I guess we didn't have all the info at first. We just heard you guys are opening up a chicken restaurant. I'm like, a chicken restaurant? <laughs> I don't get it. Now Weird. I totally get it. <laughs> so I understand that both you guys grew up in St. Pete.
3: We did. Yeah, that's correct.
0: And Rob used to be Lori's neighbor at one point. Yes. Yeah,
3: exactly. We go way what? back, Lori.
2: That goes way, way back. Way back. That's like nine years When now, did you eight when did, years. When did
0: you move out of there?
3: Oh, gosh. I, Lori, you know better than me, but like you said. I think, I think you, got, you moved in
2: in like 2012, 2013, and you guys were there about a year, I think. Yeah.
3: yeah, that's exactly yeah and
0: cool. I used to see Rob every Saturday washing his car, and that <laughs> was so that mine was dirty.
2: <laughs> yeah, he'd be out there in his shorts in the freezing cold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: that's proper attire for car washing. <laughs> <laughs> so was I funny.
0: think I think this is this is funny. I found this on a a review and it says Rob launched a career in interior design at the precocious age of six, (laughs) astonishing his parents by continually redecorating his bedroom.
3: Um, (laughs) Really? That is 1000% accurate. Yes. (laughs) That's so funny. And at the time, it wasn't anything other than, oh, it looks so plain in here. I was like, Mom, can I paint the wall? She's like, No. And I was like, Okay, well, I'm going to cover it with construction paper because I can change the color.
2: <laughs> That's
3: awesome. <laughs> and, then, you know, this is when glass blocks were, you know, coming into, you know, all the rage. And I went home, you know, I asked them to buy a bunch of glass blocks for me. And I built a platform for the bed and a platform for my fish tank that I had. And really, I just kept having fun with it. It really. With such a passion. I was having such a good time just kind of recreating spaces, you know, starting with my own, you know, who would have thought I'd be lucky enough to, you know, have it as a career later on in life. That's so cool funny. That? And
2: it's funny because I know you and your mother, I'm picturing you like young and your mom <laughs> and you, I can just picture it in my head. Uh, miniature, yeah. <laughs> <miniature mom.
0: laughs> and, and you've won multiple design awards. You've been featured in multiple magazines and yeah. TV. Yeah, And the company is the Rob Bowen Design Group, That's and you it. guys are right downtown on the Park Shore Plaza,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you specialize in high-end residential, commercial, and hospitality.
3: We do. That's exactly right. Nice job.
0: So did Social Roost get a good discount?
3: <laughs> you know what? That's so funny. Yes. Social Roost got the friends and family discount. <laughs> Thing and with, it is
0: gorgeous inside there. It is. Thank
3: you. And someone was asking us the other day, and they're like, "Where did this, you know, come about? And how did you guys settle on the concept?" And it really was, when we do our own projects, they are by far the most difficult projects to do. Um, right. It's very easy to build a lifestyle for a client, or you know, and help them kind of realize their vision. But realizing, you know, there's a thousand moving parts. This is our vision, and you know, what is this vision that we want to bring to life? So. Social Roost is version 9.0. Right. <laughs> Today. Yeah.
2: And I, I happen to live in a Rob Bowen design building too. That's right. Pretty cool. That is
3: real. <laughs> and hopefully it I changed think, your life. <laughs> what would you say? Hopefully it has changed your life, which is Oh, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> <Good>. well, that's <laughs> part of the mission, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're also uh, doing uh, the interior design on some of the uh, places inside of one as well right we
3: are we are uh, fortunate enough um, three of the penthouses are our clients and we did about nice. 16 of the other homes in that building
2: wow very nice yeah
0: yeah and if anybody wants to check out more info on that the website is robbowen design.net r-o-b-b-o-w-e-n design.net yeah
2: where did you go for uh, go to school for that rob
3: so i did not go to um I did not go to school for interior design. I actually um, went to school for business and communications. I graduated from Florida State.
2: Florida State, right? I remember it's on your car.
3: Yeah. (laughs) 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 I had my Gator
2: (laughs) car and you had your Florida State (laughs) car, your Seminoles car.
3: Yeah, you know, and it really was always a passion of mine. But at the time in college, I just didn't, I wasn't sure I wanted to fully commit to interior design. Because as far as I knew, it's going into an existing space and, you know, throwing some pillows in and some rugs. Right, a little you know, known fact now that you know we we work with the team to create basically from the ground up, um, right. Build a lifestyle instead of kind of filling an empty box. So you know, it, I was lucky enough that you know the universe aligned and I was able to do exactly what I'd like to do and follow my passion and, and kind of landed us where we are. And we've been in business for about fifteen years now.
2: That's oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know the the tile in in the Smith Building is Italian, right? You had that shipped. Yes, it
3: mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think you were also telling us that you have things uh, because of uh, the pandemic. Mm. There's stuff you've been waiting on for way longer than you normally would.
3: Oh, gosh, Kevin. I mean, you know, we've been fortunate enough also that through COVID, we, my team and I decided we did you know, leave the office, you know, to give our, you know, ourselves the social distance, but um, we've had the biggest year in history of our business. And I think what that was, Mm. a lot of our clients had a forced pause in their life and, you know, that forced pause allows you to kind of really realize what you want to change, what you don't like, what you would like to see. And, you know, we ended up doing about 24 homes this year through COVID, which. And how
0: many would you normally do in an average year?
3: Um, We try not to do any more than 10. Wow. Um, but th- this, this, it worked and it worked really well. And it's just so happened a good chunk of them were, um, here in one specific building, but you know, a, a typical year, uh, 50% of our work is outside the state of Florida. So right. New York is a big market for us. Uh, Boston's a big market, Aspen, um, and some of the big metro- metropolitan areas. So it does require quite a bit of travel. So this year we are lucky enough that every single thing was here, uh, between St. Pete and Tampa. But Kevin to answer your question about COVID delays, you know, I we joke around about this in the office that everything that we are waiting on is is in COVID purgatory. Because Mm -hmm. we'll have, um, you know, 15-week lead times that have turned into 35-week lead times. Or we'll have these handmade Italian sofas that, you know, we have sourced from five different vendors. And the leather's coming from one, the stitching's coming from the other, one's from Germany, one's from Spain, you know, one's from Argentina. They all have to assemble at one factory that then gets shut down, right? And they shut indefinitely. And then shipping, you know, you put it on a ship and it may or may not arrive in the United States, right? Because oh, it, it's COVID, you know, quarantine. And then if you right. fly it in, they fumigate the warehouses. And sometimes the warehouses that they fumigate damage all the contents of the warehouse.
0: Oh, no. So
3: a good 50% of the pieces that we have for all of these homes are somewhere in this purgatory so <laughs> that wow. will arrive when it arrives, you know, so right. That's been our biggest struggle so far this
2: year. So you have to have very patient, patient clients. Oh,
3: we do, and they're <laughs> very good. And I put myself in their shoes, and listen, I understand. You, you need your sofa and your coffee table and your rug, and you know your crystal chandelier, and we want it. You can't
0: use Amazon Prime.
3: You know, our Amazon Prime, our you know Amazon Prime is now between January and April. Wow, <laughs> the, heaters, the heaters for the restaurant is a perfect example. We ordered them a month and a half ago, and it had a four-day delivery, and one arrived yesterday.
2: Oh, jeez! So, so
0: it's something I,
3: for about nine weeks.
0: Wow. Yeah. So both you guys grew up in St. Pete, and usually when we have um, native St. Pete people on. They tell us what schools they went to. So we shouldn't leave you out of that.
3: So this is a great story. Jason and I, um, we both went to Lakewood High School. Um, we did not know we went to Lakewood together. And it wasn't until about five years ago where we, when we reconnected, we were actually kind of telling stories of our past. And we realized we were walking the same hallways of the same high school at the same time.
2: So yeah. you graduated the same year?
3: Jason graduated a year ahead of me. Okay. Um, and Jason was only at Lakewood for... One year. One year. Yeah. One year. Yeah. year. I actually oh, graduated yeah. from Dixie Hollins. Yeah.
2: Wow. So I want I want to get into um, how you guys met and talk about your gorgeous wedding. But first, Jason, we don't want to leave you out. So tell us your background too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not as exciting as Rob's, but... Uh, his is more exciting. So, uh, you know, I was born and raised in St. Pete, and I left here at the ripe age of 19 to join the Army. Right. Uh, I College simultaneously and spent 20 years in the Army, uh, active duty. And when I went to retire, you've got to give a year notice of of retirement. So when I went to retire, I submitted my retirement paperwork and they said, You cannot leave. (laughs) So uh, I said, I'm definitely leaving. I want to go back home. I love what I do and I love my job. But they said, We need you to stay. So I ended up retiring. They called me back as a uh, civil service employee. Uh, and I went back to doing the same job and I did that for about three and a half four years uh, mm-hmm. and I were in Germany um, I actually was a program manager for uh, interrogations and polygraph examinations for the army and uh, I'll make
0: sure I don't tell you any lies. <laughs>
3: Word of advice, just don't make eye contact. <laughs>
1: and so, yeah, we we were in Germany on a work trip. And after that work trip was over, we were kind of floating around in the Mediterranean. And uh, we were just kind of talking about work and passions. And, um, you know, I actually grew up in, in restaurants. And my first job was at the age of 13. I was a dishwasher at ABC Pizza in Tarpon Springs. And then kind of came down. We moved down to St. Pete and I worked in various restaurants down here. The longest, the old Bennigan's in Tyrone.
2: Oh, and wow. <laughs>
1: where I think I served in every position there. Uh, right. except for, Jeff. But, um, anyway, we're floating around the Mediterranean and I said, you know, I've always wanted to open a restaurant. And Rob said, me too. So we discovered this spontaneously about one another. Mm-hmm. And, um, Rob said, well, let's do it. And I said, well, it's not really that
2: easy. (laughs) Yeah, it's not easy. (laughs) I was
1: like, and I said, says who? (laughs) So, and it's interesting because, you know, we won't get too deep in our our history, um, but we've both had some pretty good challenges together uh, and separately in, in life and, so one of the things that, that we told each other uh, when we committed to another is, you know, together we can conquer anything. And so that line came up again. We were like, it's a restaurant. Of course we can conquer this. Right. And so um, we started our business plan and started brainstorming. And uh, when it got, you know, serious, I uh, resigned from, you know, I already had my pension from the, from the Army, but I resigned mm-hmm. from my c- civilian position and uh social roost was kind of born at that point mm-hmm.
3: cool yeah.
2: cool that's awesome so how did you guys reconnect this was six
3: uh, years, probably, years yeah but six yeah. years six years ago i was leaving my mom's house and i was going back this is Lori when i had the penthouse at signature
1: right uh, uh-huh.
3: i was going home and some friends called and they said hey let's have you know a glass of champagne and kind of celebrate christmas together or something and they said, but our friend Jason's in town. Do you mind if we invite him? And I said, oh, I love you. Whoever, if he's a good guy, have him over. So right. Jason was over and there was probably a group of five or six of us. And you know, Jason and I just 100% hit it off. And he made it very clear that he was in a committed relationship. So mm-hmm. friendship was the only thing on the table. And I said, that is awesome. I'm looking for friends. I, don't, I, you know, I had just been out of a relationship and I wasn't right. looking for a relationship. I just wanted good people in my life. So right. we kind of hit it off that night. We... And like maybe every six months or so I'd check in with them and see how life was going. And you know, I saw where his life was and six months and he looked happy, and then six months would go by and he still looked happy, and then <laughs> and then six months I'm like, I hope you're doing well, and everything was good. Um and then we kind of like let it go. I just kind of let it go for a while. And about four years, about three and a half, four years, four ago, years ago, yeah. About four years ago, years ago, I was, you know, in Manhattan working on a project.
2: And he looked unhappy? No, no, (laughs) I
3: hadn't seen him, you know, and I hadn't seen or heard of Instagram and maybe, uh, you know, based on algorithms, I stopped following him. So I just wasn't seeing what was going on his feed. And, you know, I popped up on my Instagram feed and they're like, your friend Jason's on Instagram. And I was like, so I sent him a message and, you know, we reconnect. I was like, you look really happy. And he's like, I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) he's like, you look really happy. And I was like, I'm in the middle of a really bad breakup. And that's where we reconnected. So we probably talked maybe for about a month, maybe about a month, maybe six weeks. And then I finally was like, this is crazy. We've been talking, you know, from afar for the last six weeks, where are you? And he's like, I'm in Vegas for, on a conference. And I was like, great. Well, I'm in Manhattan. I can be there in four hours. Like, I'm like, where are you staying? And he said, I'm at the Tropicana. And I said, well, I won't be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm at
3: the Wynn, VIP suite, you know, tower, tower wing. <laughs> and
1: I, like, and there's I quite said, a difference
2: between dime.
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on the government's dime and that's capped at $99 right. Right. I was like, well, that's cute, but we're going to stay in a big boy hotel. So I recommend you meet me here. And really, the rest of history, um, we've been inseparable ever since. And then, That's awesome. Yeah. You flew
2: from Manhattan to Vegas just on that whim, and here you are.
3: Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now,
2: you have, um, you had a gorgeous wedding. This was 2019? 18? 2019?
3: This was
1: 2019. 19.
2: And it was it was an overseas wedding, am I right? Or it oh, was Roy, out of
3: state? Know, Roy, so this is what's so great. So I proposed when we were in Capri on the um, – you know, probably after the after we we're in Germany, you know, and mm-hmm. we discovered we want to start this restaurant, you know, right. later on in that trip, we are kind of floating in the Mediterranean um, in Capri and, you know, I had proposed and you know, we start kind of planning our life together. And then we're like, you know what, when we get home, let's have a really small, kind of intimate wedding, right? Because it was
2: far from that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Wow. laughs> <Yeah>, well <we're> so- <laughs> it's, it's a story. So we said yes, we'd love to have a very intimate wedding. Some of our closest friends, and just make the best of it. Well, as we get back, we were, you know, so blessed that everyone really wants to celebrate us. Our very small, very intimate wedding turned into planning, a, you know, a 390 person wedding in the <laughs> hall at the Vinoy, and we're flying the. Band oh, it was at the Vinoy? No, so yeah, so oh. it's funny. The, the wedding you saw was our elopement. So uh, okay, so I'll get there. Yeah. So we planned it, and it's a spectacle, right? And it's just, I'm recarpeting the ballroom and I'm just like planning this event that's like, you know, our, our big hurrah. And we literally, we were in the early stages of the restaurant. We Rambon Design Group was having a massive year and Jason woke, woke up one day and he's like, do we really want to put on this spectacle? <laughs> and, and of course I'm like, yes. Like, you, listen, you know, I, you get one chance, you know, you're my best friend. Like we want, if we're going to throw a party, let's throw the party that we'd want to go to. So we went back and forth for a little bit and then we decided that since we've already paid for that event, let's save that for our first anniversary. Um, So what we did is we called our wedding planner and we said, Cabo is one of our favorite locations. Napa is one of our favorite locations. And what was the other one we gave her? Vegas. Vegas. And She said, well, she said, first of all, I'm not letting you guys get married in Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) And and not for any other reason. She's like, it's impossible to plan a wedding. We can't give you what you want. Um, Sorry about that. That's okay. So she's like, I can't do Vegas. And she said, Cabo's going to be difficult. So let's do Napa. So the next day we flew to Napa, scouted out a location and planned a very small, intimate wedding for 22 of our friends, which is what you kind of saw on Facebook.
2: Wow. It was beautiful.
3: It was everything we had hoped for times 10. Mm-hmm. It was, it was spectacular.
2: It was absolutely. And where did you hold it again? I forget.
3: So we, um, the reception was, I mean, I'm sorry, the service was at Bellevue gardens, uh-huh. uh, which is, if you have a chance to look it up, it is like you cut, you carved this out of France and dropped it in the center of Napa. It is that's one why of the, I thought
2: the, it was overseas.
3: Yeah, which is yeah. one of the most spectacular places we've ever seen. And then our reception was at a vineyard called Promontory, uh, mm-hmm. and the two of those were just beyond, <laughs> beyond, beyond anything. And if you have a chance, you should check it out. It's- yeah,
2: where in Na- where in Napa is Promontory? Mm, that's a
3: great question
1: (laughs) I know
2: Napa really well like the back of my hand so I'm trying to imagine so
3: common toy is like the darling of the Harland estate and this is like they bought it as a vanity project they make one wine and it's ungodly expensive and this was a big vanity project for them so you know our son was you know kind of giving us a hard time because when we planned the wedding and he was like well where's the reception so he looked it up and he's like you're kidding He's like, that's one of the most expensive vineyards in the world, according to whatever someone on Instagram you follow, right? Wow. So, um, you know, we went to, you know, explore the property um before we had committed to it. And they're like, oh, you can't go on that that, that piece over there because Rihanna's having a private birthday party. And she said, and then they're like, and Beyonce would be here tomorrow. So, you Oh, know. wow. So, it's something fun like that, right? Whether, whatever. So, we said, well, if they're here. We should be here. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's in Oakville. Okay. I just Googled it. Okay, yeah. There you I go. go. I had to know.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you guys should check it out. You'd love it.
2: Yeah. Cool. Next time I go, I will. Yeah.
0: We're going to take a quick break, you guys, pay some bills, and then we're going to come back and get into all the yummy details of Social Roost. We'll be right back. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. Nine. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Engine, engine number nine. Can you get me back on time? Ramen is the ultimate comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms, vegetarians, it'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O.M.G. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, booyah? We are back! We are back! We're back with Rob Bowen and Jason Tebout, and we're talking about their new eatery, Social Roost Kitchen and Bar. It's on 1st Ave North on the ground floor of the 1 building, specifically 150 First Avenue North. And as Lori said earlier, across the street from Copper Shaker, if that helps you figure it out...
2: For visual people.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Social Roost is specializing in chicken dishes from around the world. And of course, Rob did the design. Mm -hmm. And And we heard
2: heard how it came about when they were in Germany.
0: And it's gorgeous inside. I don't know if if this is correct or not, because I don't know anything about interior design. But I would say it's upscale but approachable.
3: Yes, that's exactly what we were looking for. Okay, good. good. Very approachable, but th- that made an impact and you know, it gave you some sort of emotional something when you walked get It definitely
0: out. has a wow factor. And there's lots of great photos of the interior uh, and the food on our website. We have a it's actually a, one of our larger reviews because Haley went a couple of times with different people including us. So we were able to try a lot of things. Uh, check out stpetersburgfoodies.com for the review and beautiful photos of food and in interior personally i like the copper silverware and the matte black plates they're, they're very cool
1: I, rob would say that did not happen by accident
0: i, <laughs> I know it didn't we, of course everything's had, by design right yeah there
1: was there was a lot of debate about that because i the the silverware is actually rose gold and um, oh. and i said do you really want to put rose gold silverware in this establishment because I don't know that it will last that
3: long. We're gonna to have to replace it often. <laughs> and then he pulled out this this very basic, you know, silver like run of the mill cutlery. He's like, it's a fork, it's a knife. You cut, you use it, you put your food in your mouth. It works. And I was like, I don't want to have this conversation no, no, with you a, again. A proper a proper a proper
1: fork, yeah. and proper utensils have to have some weight to them. But it's funny because already. I mean, we've been open two and a half weeks Mm. and we've established quite a few regulars and they're fun and they come in and we have this one woman and she's like, I'm just going to come back every time until I have a full set of silverware.
0: Oh no. no.
2: Is it disappearing really?
3: On the way out.
0: (laughs) Everyone listening to this, do not steal the silverware. (laughs) So Kevin,
3: to your point, it really you know, it's all about the details, right? You know, mm-hmm. we you know we have a fabulous chef and what she's producing in the kitchen is spectacular. We have a fabulous lead bartender that what he's producing in the bar is great. And we just didn't run up to rest on those laurels. I like, I want, we wanted this to kind of end with everything that you can feel and touch, whether it's the crystal glassware, you know, because we looked at glass options and I said, glass is not going to be an option. We want crystal and I want something to you know and a plain white plate might be easy and cost effective and you know much easier to wash and wear and stack but that's expected so you know we we did a great job finding these matte black and then you know we did play around with the idea of different color silverware we did a matte black we did a a nickel we did a rose gold we did a gold gold and at the end of the day you know I don't want there to be one experience that does not you know, kind of keep your blood moving. So whether it's how you grab your fork and you're like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Or it's that first bite of those samosas or it's the cocktail or it's the lighting, the music, the, you know, the general vibe of the place. Like we really wanted sensory to be somewhat of a, a a little bit of an overload that becomes very comfortable.
2: Well, and all of those little details, they may seem little minute and silly, but they all culminate in the total experience that you're trying to give to your customers. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great to hear.
0: Totally. yeah, You guys did a great job with that. And we definitely need to tell the story about the chicken samosas and executive chef, Susan Birdian. <laughs>
3: so we, Susan is our second chef that we had. We did start with a different chef um, and our menu was going in a different direction. And during yeah. COVID, we were able to kind of shift directions, elevate the the menu. And we are lucky enough that um, chef did, you know, end up you know, somewhere in our inbox that we were able to find her. So during our interview with Chef, she's like, tell me a little bit about you guys. And we said, look, we are foodies and we eat and we eat a lot because we work out a lot. We like to eat a lot. And most of what we eat is chicken, you know, and she's like, why the chicken? And we're like, because we love chicken. And everywhere we go in the world, we eat chicken. You know, and she's like, well, your menu is not necessarily representative of like your global travels. And we're like, you're right. So we shredded the the first set of, you know, first iteration of our menu that we had developed with our previous chef. And we told her what we were looking for and and we asked her to develop it. So she's like, "Okay, okay, more about you guys. And I said, well, you know, I can talk about me that I split my time between here in New York, a lot of work we do. She's like, where would you stay? And I was like, we stay at this place down in the Meatpacking District. And I said, one of our favorite restaurants that's two blocks up is spice market and you know twice a day because i was obsessed with the entrees i would have a chicken samosa and a ticket uh, and a chicken tagine and she's like oh my god you're kidding when were you there so we kind of cross connected our dates and she's like you know i was one of the chefs there she's like i make my own version of those do you mind if i cook those for you (laughs) i was like well we love to eat so you can cook anything you want (laughs) <laughs> so the next day and she made those and it was mind blowing because not only was it her take on those but it was everything that i had hoped it would be times 10 wow. wow it was emotional it was exciting it was like oh my god this is the most amazing thing i've ever had how does this work you know and it was great to see jason as excited about it as i was because obviously i was eating there much more than he is he was you know halfway right. in the world and working and i'm in new york so that's really where I think our match was made in heaven, knowing that we are so far in sync with each other.
0: Yeah, those chicken samosas are amazing. They are
2: amazing. And there's also a crossover, too, between your um, your bar mixologist. What do you call him? Executive bar manager?
1: Our well, Yeah. Our, our What is his title? Well, we call him our lead mixologist. Yeah. There we go. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: between him and, uh, and Susan, right?
1: Yes. 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 So... They actually went, so it was funny because chef came to me and she said, you know, I've got, you know, this friend who is recommending this, you know, mixologist out of New York and uh, he's moving down to St. Pete and he, you know, he's inquiring about Social Roost. And I said, great. Well, you know, what's his, what's his name? And she said, Max. I said, send me his information. Well, at the same time, I had been communicating with a Max uh, who had been DMing us on Instagram.
3: And (laughs) Sorry. I have everything muted. We, <laughs> we, we, we failed that. That,
1: you know what?
0: that, that yeah. actually happened. It happens a lot. That happened on live TV last night on Bloomberg uh, oh. news. <laughs> and they were interviewing a person, you know, remotely and her, she got a FaceTime call and she couldn't turn it off. It kept going. They finally just like shut her down. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: all right sorry about
2: that that's okay so you were saying about max
1: so um basically he was a he was a referral through a friend of the chefs in new york and coincidentally i had been communicating with him on instagram as well and so finally you know we met him and uh sat down with him kind of got his take on things and, and, and gave him our vision um and when we decided to hire him and he and the chef saw one another, it was like an instant, Oh, I know you. So I originally, I thought that they worked together in mm. New York, but it was mm. actually Max and his friends and his partner actually used to frequent the restaurant, one of the restaurants that the chef worked, uh, for uh, in mm-hmm. New York. Drag brunch, uh, I believe. Yeah. They were yeah. doing a drag brunch. Yeah. And, and, um, so and they had I mean, known each saying, other for the oh, last five years. You know, oh my gosh, your chef is amazing. I know her. I used to frequent the place that she you know she cooked. And uh so yeah, I, it was it was good. And then we discovered that
3: <laughs> So we were on the beach, we uh we were on the beach uh, maybe the following week and uh, a friend of ours walked up and she's like, Oh my god, I'm so glad to know that my cousin works for you guys. I'm like, Who's your cousin? And they're like, Max. And I was like, Oh <laughs> and apparently Max is the nephew of one of the fam- one of my oldest friends that I grew up with, because he would talk about his Aunt Penny and his Aunt Penny. And I was like, not many people have an Aunt Penny.
0: Right. Right.
3: So I was like, we kind of connected the dots that way. And, you know, it literally, it's like two degrees of separation at this point. We've yeah, that's so right.
2: crazy. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so the wild mushroom salad, that has a great story too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought that up. So, in our, you know, one of our uh, revisions of the menu, and I said, listen, Jason's like, we're going to have to cut this menu down. It's all about efficiency and we got to make this work. We, you can't have everything. And I was like, I'm okay with that. I said, well, the first thing you can do for sure, who wants a wild mushroom <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which
3: I opposed because, oppose because I was doing a lot of the market research and, right. you know,
1: uh, vegetarian options are important, say, Pete. And I said, you know, just... Let the chef, like, I'm not too excited about this either. It doesn't sound good, but just let the chef make it for us. Right. And so she made it. She brought it out on the plate. It presented beautifully. And we, at first bite, it was, I mean, it was love at first bite. It was, it was unbelievable. It and was. I don't exactly. really, I'm not someone who, I mean, I like mushrooms, but I right. don't love them. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't order a mushroom salad,
3: but that mushroom
1: salad, I would order and it was almost as if i was eating a steak
3: it was so chef she kind of came out with it from back of house in her hand and she's like i know you don't want this (laughs) you said this is coming off the menu and i was like what i'm like whatever this is it's beautiful So I ate it, and I was like, I don't care what this thing is. Put this thing back on the menu.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's ironic, too, because apparently people were ordering it because t- I heard about it twice before we came in, and we were there what, the second week you were open. Right. Yes. yes. It,
1: it is a very popular dish. And, in fact, there was a pretty well-known celebrity chef that was in, and he ordered that. And mm-hmm. so he called me over to the table, and he said to me, Do you know what the measure of a true chef is? And I said, Enlighten me, please. And he said, The way they cook vegetables. And he said, This Mm -hmm. mushroom salad is spot on. He's like, It could not be any more perfect.
2: Was it Wolfgang?
1: "Uh, It was not. It Uh, was, I don't, uh, can I say who? No, it wasn't. Do you remember his name? (laughs) Uh, It was Art Smith.
2: Oh, Oh, Art Art Smith. Smith. Oh, my gosh. He lives in
0: Florida. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think he's up north somewhere. Yes. Cool. Yeah, awesome. we got to get him on podcast too.
2: That would be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, watch a lot of cooking shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can picture him now. <laughs> well, of yeah. yeah.
3: Cool. I mean, we really put her in an interesting position because a mutual friend of ours, we we invited him into the restaurant and he's like, "Hey, I'm having dinner with Art Smith tonight." And I was like, "I don't know who Art Smith is. He's like, "Look it up." So I looked it up.
0: Uh-huh.
3: And, and remember this was our third day opening maybe something like that. Maybe oh, oh wow.
2: No pressure. It.
3: Well, we went in the kitchen and I was like, chef, clearly, please tell us, like, there is no pressure whatsoever. I know this is our third day. Art Smith would like to come into the restaurant tonight. Are you okay with that? And she paused for about a minute. She's like, wow, he's good.
0: And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's so, been on, on a, a bunch of TV cooking one. shows. Yeah. I said, He's we, also been uh, Oprah's personal chef.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We, yes.
3: we, we now he's, know all of that. He's
1: cooked for, the, he's cooked for a few presidents. Yeah. So. yeah. But what was great oh, about it is just chef's up. confidence. It was like water off the duck's back. We were day three and she's like, bring him in. Yeah. Awesome.
3: And, yeah. And she's so, like, better yet, don't tell me where he's sitting. And yes. like, yeah. <laughs> so
0: Rob and, I,
3: Rob and I had this
1: conversation. Do we tell chef? Do we not tell chef? And I said, let's right. not tell her sure. uh, where he's sitting. And, and we didn't. Awesome. Um, and wow. Once we had the discussion about the mushroom salad, I did go back and tell her uh, what he said and, uh, she was very, very grateful yeah. for
0: that. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Know. yeah. So something else I, I just, I didn't notice this when we were there, but then I noticed it when looking on your Facebook page today, looking at the scallops mm-hmm. and this is the first Which time.
2: I haven't tried yet and
0: I'm looking forward to Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why I didn't notice it when we were there. <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's in our review. So that's because that, Haley had it when we were there. She had it without us, right. right. But the scallops are cross-scored. Yeah, And that cannot be easy to do. You know what? I,
3: I spoke to Chef about that, Kevin, today. And it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, I went through it too. And I was like, there's something that's just so beautiful about everything that she does. And I was like, and it's all in the details. Mm-hmm. So we got the reason for this. So not only is it about sex appeal and it really makes them, you know, quite unique. But it does help um, with the caramelization. And it helps to get some of the heat from the outside into the inside of it. So it, it keeps it all mm. kind of that, that really juicy yumminess without getting hard shells on it. So there is a method to the madness. But I love how she kind of led with, well, it's sexy. That's why we do yeah, it. Yeah. But if you really want to know, it's because it helps cook it. <laughs> and the caramelization and the yeah. taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I, I've just never seen it before until
2: yeah. now. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you guys have some – I want to – Talk about some more of the food, too, because that's what this show is kind of about. But also, don't want to forget to say that the cocktails are excellent. Oh, my God. I love the goddess. That is I like that they're not too sweet, and they're unique. You won't find them anywhere else. And the glassware you were talking about before is really unique as well. Awesome. Thank you. Which is crystal, you said. It is crystal. Yes. So
3: it's interesting. Jason and I are strict tequila guys. So when we were working with Max to develop kind of our offering, he's like, what do you guys like? We're like, tequila. And he's like, okay, Uh what what would you drink on a Saturday? We're like, tequila. He's like Tuesday, we're like also tequila. Tequila. <laughs> pretty much Monday through Sunday would drink tequila. He's like, Well, I can't do an all tequila offer. So <laughs> what can we do? And I was like, do your thing. But where we gave Max a little bit of a zinger is we had already developed the names of our signature cocktails. Like we just were having a good time over tequila. Right. And we're like, what would be fun names? And we're like, oh, the socialite, the goddess, the mm-hmm. that's Max awesome. The- Um, And then we handed it off to Max um, to really develop it. And, you know, we are sitting here in our living room and Max came over to kind of wow us with his drinks. Mind you, Max had been working for us for maybe two to three weeks already. Max very recently moved back from New York. Yeah, Uh, He's been here. I mean,
1: we've been open for two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. Max has been in St. Pete maybe two months. Two months. Yeah. Oh, wow. He came over um, with a... Full. I mean, he was he was fully stocked um, and set up the counter and started whipping out some. And we actually had chef here as yeah. well because it was important to us to, you know, know what would pair what which drinks would pair well with with certain entrees. And mm-hmm. I mean, the goddess when he made that, Rob and I looked at each other and it was like this and is even this, chef this and the chef. I mean, is it
2: tequila in there?
1: Yes. tequila. Yes. Oh, there was, I know
2: it was the like cucumber the, that drew me to it because I love cucumber yeah. and watermelon, right?
1: Yeah. Um. There's no, no water. water no there. Water. It's yeah. cucumber, jalapeno, a little bit of jalapeno, not too
2: too. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. No. It's perfect. Yeah. Cucumber. I don't
1: like a lot of spice, but cucumber, jalapeno, a little
3: cilantro, a little basil. It's,
1: it's uh, it's and a tequila. It
2: just rounds it out.
3: Goodness. Yeah. It's our wonder. It's our number one selling cocktail.
2: I,
0: yeah, I, I understand it. why. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> you guys, do you guys mind if I rattle off a few of the uh, menu items? Please, yeah, please, go for it. So, and this is just a few. Uh, and well, just
2: so you know, you're making me hungry and you I know, know why we're going to go for lunch. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> good, good,
0: good. So, yeah, and that's, and I was going to mention that too. That's coming up your hours. But, yeah, you guys are open. It's cool. You're open for lunch uh, six days a week. Uh, some of the items are PB&J wings with a sweet chili dipping sauce. There's a Southwest chicken cob salad. There's chicken quesadillas. There's, and there's, there are other things besides chicken. There's, there's a steak on there. There's a cheese and charcuterie board. There's roasted chicken, Peruvian chicken, chicken pot pie. That's a must oh, get.
2: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: The chicken pot pie, the mushroom salad, and the samosas are our must. Uh, chicken tangine, you guys mentioned fried chicken. Of course, got to have that chicken parm. Another big item. What else do we have here? We have the
2: roasted chicken. I can't wait to mm. try. The sides with that Sounds so amazing.
0: Oh, yeah. And I want to try this too. The chicken Cuban. Mm. Oh.
3: That's got to be- <laughs> Is it good? Yes. <laughs> That's my go-to sandwich.
0: Is it? Oh, wow. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, so you guys are closed on Monday, but you're open for lunch and dinner the rest of the week. Uh, open at 11 every day, Tuesday through Sunday. And it's, again, at 150 First Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. And the website is socialroost.com.
3: Oh,
1: Rob right. Bowen
0: and Jason Tebow, thank you so much.
3: Yeah, of course.
2: Thank you. Uh, thanks for having
1: us. This is yeah. fun. And I just want to make mention, you can make reservations on Resi.
2: Correct. Awesome. Yes. Thank you for throwing that in. That, yeah. that should have been said. Great. <laughs> and we
1: will <laughs> thanks, be rolling guys. out our brunch menu next Sunday.
2: Oh, good.
3: So get ready. That is It is as unique as our current menu, what Chef has up her sleeve <laughs> is wow. is spectacular. So we look yeah. forward to a, you know.
1: Well,
2: I think that. as the listeners are listening to this, it will have rolled out the Sunday before. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So any of our listeners listening, go try brunch. <laughs> there you go.
0: There you go. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. You guys are yes. awesome.
3: Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yeah.
0: We'll be right back. Walker. And to Saint Pete Foodies In addition to our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com, we also have a Facebook page, that's St. Petersburg Foodies, and we have two Facebook groups. Look for St. Petersburg Foodies Restaurant Reviews and also look for Foodies Home Creations. And on Instagram, we are St. Pete Foodies. And we just started a Pinterest as St. Petersburg Foodies. And we'll see how that works out. Next week on the show, we'll be talking to Chef Jeffrey Jew about his new place, Linger, on 6th. That should be opening in March. If you'd like to send us fan mail, hate mail, or if you just have any requests for interviews or restaurant reviews, send an email to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com.
2: That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks to our guests, Rob Bowen
0: and Jason Tebow.
2: And thanks to our sponsors,
0: Rolling Oats,
2: The Zest Podcast,
0: Noble Crust,
2: Buya Ramen, and, and Engine, Engine Number, Number Nine. 9.
0: Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band.
2: We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com.
0: Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot
2: and your bubbly cold. Beginning dinner!